Think about that. We give an account for every idle word. Boy, I'll be a long time at the judgment seat. Before if anybody's following me, it'll be, it'll, it'll be better to be patient. Because I'm, I'm bad. Oh, man. If you have your uh, authorized King James Bible, that thing's authorized by a king. King James. That's a, that's a good one, ain't it? 1611 is when it come out. And they say, well, listen, here's, you know, it's a different one than 1611. It is. Did you ever try to read one? Did you ever try to read the 1611? I got one at home. Did, yeah. Woo! The S's or F's, uh, different things like that, it's hard to read. Yeah. And so when they fixed it so you could read it, they didn't change none of the stuff. And uh, there was some spelling that they changed. <clears throat> Instead of listening to them professors in these schools that hate God and hate the Bible, the thing to do is to uh, check out some real good stuff on the Bible and read it, and they'll give you all the sources and all that. All right. If you got your, uh, if you got your Bible, uh, <clears throat> your King James Bible, we're going to begin tonight in Luke chapter 16. Now, this is not exactly a message uh, about the rich man and Lazarus, but there's a thought in here that I want to get out. I hope it'll be a help to you. It's helped me. I'll be honest with you. And I've made mention of it before, but I ain't never, I ain't never brought a message on on uh, on it like this. Uh, you got your Bible, read it. Okay, Luke chapter 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which laid at his gate full of sores, and desired to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his water, of finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this, uh, in this flame. And Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside this, there, between, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed. And that, so that, they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldst send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham saith, now get this, get this verse. Abraham said unto him, they, he's talking about the uh, uh, rich man's brothers, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, if one went unto them from the dead, they'll repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither way they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Right. We want to think about that just a while here, here tonight. Uh, on they have Moses and the prophets. Now, consider this. And there ain't no doubt in my mind what I'm fixing to say. He was asking that somebody go back to his brothers, his brothers, my brethren, brothers. And Abraham told him that they have Moses and the prophets. This man, the rich man, went to hell with the prophets like you and I sometimes we think about it. There's a Bible on most every coffee table. 
There's a Bible in every, every well, there used to be a King James Bible in all the motels. And so on and so forth. They have the Word of God. They have it. They have it. You have it. I have it. Uh, if, I, if I don't do what's right uh, and be led by this Spirit of God through the Word of God, it's my fault. I've got the Word of God. I've got it. I've got it. God promised in Psalm 12, 6, and 7 that he would preserve it for this generation forever. And God either lied or this is the preserved word of God. It's not in Greek or Hebrew. What would I do with the Greek and Hebrew Bible, even if it was the right, right uh, manuscript? They said, well, the originals. And, the, and there is, I can prove this, I'm fixing to say it. There is no such thing as original manuscripts, period. All right. Let's go on. Now, so I just thought I'd throw that in. This won't cost you nothing. All right. So the rich man, the rich man, what did the rich man have? That's a good question. I'll show you what he had. All right. Now, what did the Bible say? What did, what did Abraham tell him? Moses. They have Moses and the prophets. All right. Go to Deuteronomy. Just for, a, just for a, uh, something here. Deuteronomy, look at Deuteronomy 32. Hey, do you realize that this man went to hell with this land in his house? You say, well, I don't believe they had it then. Just a minute, I'll prove that it did. All right, Deuteronomy chapter 32 and 22. This man went to hell with this verse, clear that a six-year-old could get it. For a fire is kindled in mine anger and shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. If he'd read a little bit further, he would have got down to about verse 28, and it says, And that they, oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. And so you, some of you youngers don't know what latter means. That means later. <laughs> I'm a, I'm right now in my latter end. <laughs> you say, you can laugh at that. Yes, sir, son, I'm going to be out of here one way or the other. Amen. Amen, amen, and glory to God. All right, and I'll see Mama again. That is going to be good. Man, she beat me home. I, oh, I don't hold that against her. I'm going to have to put my finger when I get up there and tell her. <laughs> but God knows. All right, so you got in your King James Bible that he had that. You say, well, you mean he, he had that? Yeah, because what did Abraham say? They have Moses and the prophet. I'm just reading out a book of Moses right here. That's what he read. He wrote that. You said, well, I will be. Yeah. All right, what about the prophets? All right, <clears throat> just for the, for the sake of it, go to uh, Isaiah. Is he a prophet? Yes. All right, let's see what Isaiah had to say. Now, you remember that he had this in his house. Remember that he had five brothers going to hell and they had what I'm reading to you. Now I could go on all night and read verses like this. I'm, I'm not going to, but I, I want to get the, I want to get the fact over and, uh, and so on. This has helped me a great deal. Uh, this study, I have to admit. All right. Isaiah 14 verse 9. 14 verse 9. The book says this. Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. Now how would you like that to be you? If you're not saved, by the way, that's it. And the Bible also talks about hell enlarging herself. That's, and, and, and so on. And you, you'll get that. All right, Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 9. Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It hath 
raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Now, isn't that an amazing thing? You say, you take that word hell from being literal. Yes, I do. It's spelled H-E-L-L. You say, well, what's the difference between that and the grave? G-R-A-V-E. Well, what about Hades? I can't even pronounce that mess. <laughs> what about Gehenna? I can't spell that one either, but I, I know about hell. Yeah. Hell's not Gehenna. No. Hell's not Hades and Sheol and all them other words. You say, what do, why do they do that for? Well, if I was going to hell I, one of, and, and I was translating this King James Bible, one of the first things I'd do is get hell out of it every bit I possibly could. Mm. And you know what they've done? They've done it. Yeah. All right. But does that change the fact? No. The Bible is clear right here. Hell from beneath is moved to meet the anti-coming. And so he had that He had that laid right out in front of him in his house. In his house. Do you, how many in here do not have a King James Bible in their house? <laughs> I don't see any hands. Because I was going to make an offer. If you don't have one, I'll buy you one and mail it to you. I get it tomorrow over at, over at uh, they, got, they got some King James, they did the last time I was in there. Well, anyway, they got this rolls of all this other junk. But anyway, and it's junk. And <clears throat> you say, can you prove that? Yeah, if you got about 30 minutes, I can prove it right real quick. Uh, we have redemption through his blood, Colossians 1.14. We have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins to take the blood out. Isn't it a strange thing how they do that? Well, anyway, I'm not teaching on Bible versions. I'm talking to you that you've got this book at your house and it's telling you that. It's telling you that. Not only that, you and I not only have the, the, the law and the prophets, we've got everything that God ever said about anything. Everything he wants us to know is found right in this book. 31,100 whatever verses. We got it right here. This is all for it. You say, how do you know that there's not other books? You'll see them all the time advertised, don't you? Book of Enoch and all this other junk. It's junk. Uh, you say, how do you know? You see, I've read in my King James Bible. Let me read you the. Let me read it to you. Uh, by the way, I preached the whole message on this one time, but I'm not going to do that tonight. But any, anyway, right down here in the bottom of my King James Bible, Revelation 22, right down at the bottom, you know what it says? The end. That sealed it. You say, well, you think that's inspired? Prove it ain't. <laughs> you say, well, that translator put that in there. <laughs> I don't know who put it in there, but I'll tell you one thing it did. It tells you that you got one book. Anytime you've got a multiple of authorities, you've got chaos. That's the truth. Okay. So enough said on all that stuff. Now, if you've got a King James Bible on your, on your table, I can tell you that it says this to you if you're not saved. Hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It's just waiting on you. you, you can just, there's some verses in this book that's just kind of amazing. And one, one is hell enlarging itself. Wow. Like this just... Just can't hate, wait till you get there. You said, man, well, that's not the attitude of God. You want me to prove it? Go to Revelation chapter 9. I just thought of this. <clears throat> you said, that's some far-fetched stuff. I want to tell you something. You reject Jesus Christ, and then on down the head, which is coming soon, take his mark. Look what's going to happen. All right, I'm, I'm hurrying over there. In uh, Revelation chapter 9, uh, look out. <clears throat> That's not the one. Revelation chapter 
uh, 14. I have my, have my uh, 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 chapter 14. Bible says this, Revelation chapter 14, verse 9. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image, and receiveth his mark in their foreheads, or in, or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture, and to the cup of his indignation, he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels, and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they shall have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. The smoke of their torment ascending up before the holy angels and the Lamb, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's vengeance. If you want to read some stuff about vengeance of our great God, this book is full of it, and we'll not get into that tonight. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So, so you got it. You got it in your King James Bible, uh, and you've got a King James Bible, you've got the Word of God. You've got it. So that's good. I want to tell you that again. All right, so this uh, rich man and his brothers had, had not believed what they had written in their book. You say, well, they, they couldn't have knew anything about Jesus. Uh, is Isaiah uh, a prophet? Well, let's go over to the book of uh, Isaiah 53. I'll not read this whole chapter. You all know what's in there. But look at it. Look at your Isaiah chapter 53. Look at verse uh, uh, or 53. Let's start at 53. Look at verse 13. 13 of Isaiah 52. Watch what it says. Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted and extolled and be very high. As many... <coughs> As many uh, were astounded at him, at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. The kings shall shut their mouths at him, for that which had not been told them shall, uh, shall they see, and that which they had not heard shall they consider. Now, could you see what's going on there? Then to look at the next verse, which follows this one, in chapter 53, verse 1. Who hath believed? Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He's telling you something that's coming in the future, telling you about what Jesus is fixing to do. Then he gets into Isaiah 53. The Bible says this, He, for surely, verse 4, I'll not read all the verses, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. You know what happened to that man? That man in hell never asked the question. He had this right here. You said, now, preacher, he had this because the Bible says he did. But I could show you in your King James Bible where that a man believed this and was saved. <laughs> you said, really? Is that in the book? Yes, it's in the book. It's in the book of Acts. In Acts, in Acts <clears throat> chapter 8, you find a man who had been to church and hadn't got nothing, but one thing he got was the book. Now, you say, what did he have? He had Isaiah the prophet. And not only that, he had chapter 53 of Isaiah the prophet. And he was reading it. And uh, Philip come along, has been being directed by the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, he gets up in that chariot. And that chariot, the, the uh, Ethiopian eunuch, is reading from Isaiah 53. I'm telling you, there ain't no excuse. There is no such thing as an excuse. And when you and I stand before God, we're just going to have to say, you're right, 
you're right, I'm guilty, whatever. You understand what I mean? Uh, okay. So, now in Isaiah 53, watch what he has to say here. Uh, in uh, Isaiah, well, I said Isaiah 53, but yes, it's, he's reading it here. But in Acts 8, <clears throat> the Bible says this. In verse 32, now Philip's is in the chat with the Ethiopian eunuch. The Ethiopian eunuch been up to Jerusalem. But he had a, he had the scripture, and he had the scripture, and he took it with him and whatever, and, or he got it while he was there, and coming back, and he's reading it. The, the Bible said in 32, the place of the scripture, scripture, which he uh, read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so opened he not his mouth. What you reading it from? Isaiah 53. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered uh, uh, Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? That rich man could have asked the same question. He could have been a seeker and he could have been found. You say, how do you know that? Well, I know that and you know that. But reading your King James Bible in the book of Matthew. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be open. <laughs> you said, the Lord God in heaven, my dear friend. He'll, he, if you seek, you are going to find. Yes, I could tell you some missionary stories, but I won't. All right, now notice what? And Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture, and there it is twice in there telling you it's scripture. There's one thing about these guys uh, that do not believe the King James Bible is the word of God even though they profess they do. They will not say this King James Bible is scripture. It tongue ties them. Well, anyway, <clears throat> every word, No. All right, anyway, anyway. All right, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came into a certain water, and the eunuch said unto him, Here's water. What does hinder me to be baptized? Now they took this verse out of the NIV. <laughs> Why don't fix it read? And Philip, and Philip answered, If thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And he said unto me, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You won't find that in the NIV. And that thing's been preached all over this country, Baptist churches, Methodist churches, Pentecost churches, and you name them. How you get saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what it says over in the book of Acts chapter 16. Oh, man. Well, anyway, anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm chasing rabbits here. Hang on to your hat. And when they were come up out of the water, that does not mean sprinkle. No. <laughs> if I come back there, <laughs> and with water and, and sprinkled you on the forehead <laughs> would you come up out of the water I mean even a dummy like me knows it's, it's submersion uh, down in the water and up out of the water tire this machine all the pieces up in that thing alright the Bible says this and when they were come up out of the water the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip and the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing the word brings rejoicing to you and me. It does. And it, here we go again. It's the words that Jesus speaks that causes rejoicing. You say, now is that in the book? Yeah, it's in the book. Let's go to John just for the fun of it. Luke and John. I love this stuff. Luke, Luke, and then John. I'll tell you how to get there. John, John. 
You say, you believe all that stuff in the Bible? Yeah, I do. John, you mean, you mean that I can be, have peace and joy because what's written? Well, that don't make sense. It does, it does to the saved, born-again man, woman, boy, and girl. And it also means to the unsaved, too, if they come to Jesus, trust him as their Savior. Man, the night that I got saved, I come up from that altar, I was crying. As a 15-year-old boy, and, uh, <clears throat> and Mrs. Wiley, she grabbed me, and I grabbed her, that dear old saint of God, hallelujah for her. And because she's the one that brought the message to us over and over and over and over and over again. We hated her in the flesh, but boy, I sure changed my tune after I got up. <laughs> and I was crying, and I told folks I've been saved. <laughs> and the next morning, I went down the valley there over on Greenwood Valley telling folks how that Jesus had saved my soul. Uh, you say, well, how could that be? Well, look at your Bible. Let's, let's just find the truth in the Word of God. And you got this book, too. It is written. You have Moses and the prophets, and you got the entire New Testament. Now, watch what he had to say here. All right, uh, 25 of the 14th chapter of John. John fourteen twenty five. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring things to your remembrance whatsoever I have uh, uh, said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace... I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be a, a afraid. Now you say, well, what's that got to do with anything? That's got to do, my dear friend. You believe what this book says. Jesus said, I've come that you might have peace. If you don't have peace, you're missing something. Something's wrong. Yes, sir. I mean, he promised it. That's what he said. Then it says in verse 28, you, you have heard also, I said unto you, I go, I go away. And... Um, and uh, and come again unto you. If you love me, you would, what? Rejoice. There's peace and rejoicing. You know how it's all being, how this is being explained? By the word of God. It is written. You see what I mean? All right. He said, I go unto the Father, uh, for, for my Father is greater than I. Well, you say, preacher, I, I believe I got some peace. How about some joy? Next chapter. <laughs> look at look at chapter uh, fifteen. Notice, notice again. Notice again. You're gonna you're gonna see that spoken word, verse eleven. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and and that your joy might be full. How by the spoken word, right here in my hand. Uh, listen. I know where I'm going when I die. You say, well, you're a preacher. That's the reason why. You've got to be kidding. There's a lot of preachers going to be in hell. Uh, Dale Moody said there'll be so many preachers in hell, their legs and arms be hanging out the windows. That's what he said. Isn't that something? He said, I don't like him. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> he he kind of turned the world upside down. And uh, But anyway, God used him. But see that joy there? Spoken to you, my joy might remain to you. I have joy in my heart knowing exactly where I'm going, knowing that when I die, I'm going to heaven. I've got eternal life. Now, you want to get that, eternal life. He didn't give me partial life. He gave me eternal life. Well, I will be, and I am sealed to the day of redemption. Now, that puts joy and a smile on this old ugly man's face. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm sealed. I'd break the seal, sure, if it wasn't for the Lord. I'd mess up somewhere down the line. Uh, and uh, I ain't saying that I ain't messed it up. I didn't want to mean. But if I, had to, if I had to trust my works to get me into heaven, <laughs> that ought to be enough I'd slam going. <clears throat> I ain't going to get it. It takes the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, do it. And then you're saved and you're kept by the power of God. I'm not kept by Kenneth Eugene McFadden. He doesn't keep me. You said, how do you know that? First Peter chapter 1 says we are kept by the power of God. That's what it says. I'm not going to say, well, old brother Mac's doing pretty good. I believe I'll make it if anybody does. Oh. <laughs> That's a joke. All right. Now, peace and joy by the word of God. But the family. How about the family? You, uh, I can't keep from preaching on this some a little bit tonight anyway. The family. And you say, well, what about the family? The Bible says in the book of Psalm 119, <clears throat> you got Moses and the prophets. All right. Psalm 119, 165. It says, great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You love this book? It's going to be mighty hard unless you're kind of dawdling in the flesh and feeling sorry for yourself to offend you. You ain't going to get offended. I stood back right after getting fired from church. I stood at the back door and shook hands with the people that went out that, that voted me out. <laughs> you said, how in the world? I have no idea. It wasn't nothing old Kenneth done. I'd like to take my boot off and throw it at him. <laughs> but it was, it's the peace and the joy and wonder now what is ahead? What's ahead? I remember one night I got fired from another church. <laughs> and we come outside and I laid this King James Bible. I had an old 60, whatever it was, uh, Chevrolet van. And that old van had a motor right in the middle. You, you'd pick the, you'd lift it up. We'd do that and get them kids. i said, come up here and watch this. We'd be running down the road about 55 miles an hour and I'd take the snaps loose, raise that thing up and say, there's what's pulling this. You can see the engine through the fan and turning the whole world. Well, I come out that night, <clears throat> come out that night after I got fired in, and I laid this King James Bible right down there. I remember looking down at it just like it was three minutes ago, and I said, you got me in trouble. <laughs> and it, <laughs> but you got me in, you get me out. Amen. Well, I'm here tonight. Yes, sir. I'm here tonight. And I, I don't mean that being boastful. I'm just telling you that's the peace and the joy and the eternity, the security that only God in heaven can give. Yeah. I mean that with all my heart. All right. <clears throat> you say, well, i got home problems. What am I going to do now? Well, I was telling some folks today. <laughs> <laughs> Ephesians chapter 5. This is a great, great one here now. Ephesians chapter 5. This take care of every marital problem there ever was. Yes, sir. Husbands, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ the head of the church, and he's the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject in Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husbands in everything. 
Now you say, well, he wants to take me down to the beer joint. There's a verse, if you'll give me time, if you want to know it, uh, where, that that's, uh, where that's covered right there. But anyway, we're not going there. Verse 25, husbands, here it is. Love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And you want to remember that verse was just quoting there a while ago. I read it. I read it. Wrote it down here. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You know what's keep, You know what keeps you from uh, knocking one another's teeth out? <laughs> this book. This book. Because it tells you to love your wife. Uh, I've got a clear conscience on that. I really do. I, I mean, tell you the honest truth. Uh, I remember I was preaching at a funeral and looking down out of there. Nothing between. Nothing between. Nothing I had to ask forgiveness for. Because it happened instantly and she was gone. And, uh, and so on. And, <clears throat> but anyway, nothing between. That's, a, that's the way to keep it. You say, well, oh, so-and-so, she done me dirty. Or he done me dirty. Uh, uh, he hurt me. <laughs> I got this hammer for a reason. Now, remember, I'm not going to throw this to any of you. <clears throat> But I remember being in uh I remember being in some tough places through the years. And I remember uh the Bible making it very clear that uh, uh we are one body in Christ. You folks here, this this is the body of Christ in this area, right? Now there's another body down where we're at, down at uh I'm a member of a Trinity Baptist Church in Bradford, Arkansas. Seth <coughs> uh <coughs> I'll get his name after a while. I'm getting old. You can look over me. And uh, Brother Seth, he's my pastor. Seth Robinson. And uh, you're a body. Just like that in the home, you got a man and his wife, and they're one body. You say, you've got to prove that. I'll go but up to the law and the prophets. <laughs> Boys, for sure, you just don't want me around the wedding man. <laughs> I'm going to come if I can get loose. I want to. All right. In Genesis chapter 2, look what Adam said after God made him a woman and made him a wife. Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Woman, that, that's a man with a, with a womb. It's what that is. Verse 24, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be what? One flesh. There's that unity. Now, if she just happens to say something to you that hurts your feelings, now don't take a hammer, but if she happens to hurt your feelings, I thought about that oneness thing and, and being one and all that business. <clears throat> I used to make pallets, did it for a living. Uh... Drive nails all day long. That was before they had them air guns. All day long. Sometimes I'd work 10 hours because I wanted to make a certain amount of money. And uh, drive them nails. Now, every once in a while, and boy, I had to have I ever. I come down one day on this thumb right here and hit it just like that against that board and just busted that finger. Woo-wee! All right, I'm one body, right? I'm going to get even. You get the message? <laughs> you get the message? Be sure you get that message. All right. That's that unity in the church and that unity in the body and that unity in marriage. Just because mom would hurt me. That's been very rare. But anyway, did I, did I want to get even with her and pipe her back? <laughs> I might have, but I didn't. 
<laughs> we had a great time. We, Mom and I really did. All right, so you, did you get that? Did you get that illustration? All right. Now then, so husband, love your wives. And, uh, and, and remember that she is the weaker vessel. I don't care how much muscle training they get. That's the most gross thing I saw a picture. <laughs> I would just like to be married to a Hercules, son. Isn't that the craziest thing you ever saw in all your born days? Big old muscles. <laughs> well, anyway, I shouldn't even say that stuff. But it's gross is what it is. The word is gross. All right. <clears throat> we have everything we need in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, to keep, to keep the ship afloat, to have a happy home, and to find the Lord Jesus. And we, we don't just go around searching for him. He, he came to seek, there you go, that's the word, and to save them which is lost. He come after me. If he'd have been waiting for me to come after him, I'd go to hell. I'd be in hell already burning. When you're burning in hell, you want to remember this. If you're somebody here tonight that's not saved, I have no idea. who. I don't know who you are. All of you, I don't. I don't know your testimony. If you die and go to hell, you have Moses and the prophets. You really do. And uh, when your eyeballs are burning out of their sockets, that's not in hell. That's on this earth. You say, where in the world do you come up with this stuff? In the book. Go to your Bible. I've got to throw this one out. All right, not to throw it out the window, but I want to show you what I mean. Joel, then you write on past Joel. You go over to a little book. It's 14 chapters. And look at the last chapter of the book of Zechariah. Now, a lot of people read these Old Testament, the prophets and everything. And I realize you're dealing with Israel and so on and so forth. And they do not, they just read right over verses that are ahead, down the road. And I'll read these and I'll shut up. All right, look at your Bible in the book of Zechariah chapter 14. The Bible says this, and you want to watch this, and I'll read two or three verses and then I'll get over to the rest part. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh. What's the day of the Lord? The day of the Lord is when he's come back to this earth with his saints. I can prove that, but everybody in here knows it. And that a great turmoil. Now watch, let me go back. All right, behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and, they, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee, and I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. What's happening as I speak? Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. It's a coming. But I've got good news for you. Watch on. Now, it's going to get rough. Hang on to your King James Bible as I read this. And I will gather all nations against Jerusalem. Who does that? God Almighty. Why is that? Because the great tribulation just ahead. Oh, and the city shall be taken, and the houses rifled, and the women ravished, and half of the city shall go into captivity. The residue of the people shall not uh, shall not be cut off from the city. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations, as when He fought in the day of battle. Now keep keep your mind on this. Uh, when you reading down through here, you can get some. You can get some future history and a little bit of past history all, all, in, all in one. It's, it's a hard one, but I'm not going to go into that. You, you, you can read your Bible, read it. All right, look at verse 4. And his feet shall stand in that day. Who's the he? His. That's our Lord there. That's who he's talking about. The day of the Lord. Now what? 
and his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is, which is before Jerusalem on the, on, on the uh, east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a great valley, a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. He's going to come down and his feet's going to touch the ground. When he comes in the air, that's different. When he comes in the air for his saints, First Thessalonians chapter 4 and First Corinthians chapter 15, it does not say that his feet touches the ground. Things that are different are not the same. All right, let's go on. Now, we go back up to about verse 5. I'm going to skip down through here. Look at verse 5. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark. Now, you want to find out where that's at? All you've got to do is go to Matthew 24. Yes. Sun dark, moon's dark, all that business. It, it all just slides together just like a glove. All right. By the way, I'm in one of my favorite subjects, so hang on to your hat, and I won't, I won't keep you all night. When it shall come to pass in that day that the light, the light shall not be clear nor dark, and it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord that not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening, that at evening time it shall be light. And it's, everything's just fouls up, fouled up. God just messes everything up. And it shall be in that day that living water shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the uh, farmer's sea and half of them toward the hinder sea and summer and in the winter shall it be. And the Lord, now we're going get, to get on track again. He got a little bit ahead there, see. I'm telling you, if you read this book, just like you read a novel, click, 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 then there we are. No. You're going to find there's some places in the King James Bible, you've got the second advent and the catching up of the saints in one verse. Said, so, what in the world? Well, I ain't got time to run that. All right. The Bible says, that, and the Lord, now watch, shall be king over all the earth. That's coming. See it? You say, when's that? That's at the end of the, that's my dear friend, at the end of the tribulation. You say, how do you know that? <laughs> because that's what the Bible gives. It does. You say, can you can you tell me? Give me a hint. Chapter nineteen, Revelation. Chapter fourteen, Revelation, and chapter six, Revelation. The Lord talks about the kings of the earth and every bomb and free man hid themselves in the rocks and dens and said, "Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sat upon the throne." And from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to say it? There you go, right there. Yeah. All right, and his name one. And, and uh, let's just skip on down now. I'll get carried away on some of these other verses, so don't let, don't let me do that. All right, now watch your Bible. Now watch it go clean out into the millennial. You said, really? Yeah. Okay, verse 11. And men shall dwell in it, talking about the, uh, Jerusalem there. There shall be no more utter destruction that Jerusalem shall be safely inhabited that's future that's millennial when Jesus is reigning now watch now we're going to get back to what brings this about see that little see that little uh, uh, paragraph marking and this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord shall smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem see he's bringing he's going backward now <laughs> you, 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 you can just follow along and, 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 and don't well anyway alright now watch here's how you're going to smite the people it's just like I was telling you a while ago 
that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. And it shall come to pass in that day, see there it is, that a great turmoil from the Lord shall be among them, and they shall lay hold every one on the hand of his neighbor and his uh, and uh, and his hand shall uh, rise up against the Lord. Uh, excuse me, uh, the hand of his neighbor. Uh, now, and what they, what's he going to have? What are they going to be doing? He said we're going to go with you to Jerusalem, <laughs> and the ones that don't go. You read on the rest of that, God sends some plagues on those people, those nations, uh, during that uh, thousand-year reign, uh, just like he did on uh, Egypt. Say, what a book we got. It's future, what I'm reading here. Uh, you want to see something that's going on right today? Would you, would you bear with me read one more verse? Say, no, we're going to house. Okay, we'll open the door for <laughs> I don't blame you. I really don't. But I just get excited about this stuff. Uh, Psalm 2. Oh, yeah. Man. If this is not today. Just hang on. Just, let me just read a verse here. Alright. Psalm 2. 1. Why do the heathen rage? Do, there's never been a time in American history when the heathen have raged like they are now. Do you want me to read the 1828 Dictionary of Rage? You'll be shocked. Here it is. Violent anger. You're getting pictures in your mind right now of the, that BMA or whatever that is. BLM. Black Lives Matter. All right. Now watch it. Now you watch this. Rage. Violent anger accompanied with furious words. <laughs> To ravage, to prevail, watch this carefully, without restraint. What happened in America? Was they doing any restraining? No. Boy, this book, mm, this is my mother, so i got to kiss it. Ah, said, Mother? Yeah, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed by the Word of God. That's my mama. All right. <clears throat> I'm coming to a halt here. Hang on. I got I to gotta, uh, kind of lose some steam. Because <laughs> there's so many things that goes in my mind when I read these verses. You know what God does through all this? All right, they're going to they're gonna pass some laws. That's coming against you. I'm not a prophet. I don't claim to be a prophet. No way. But I can believe this book. All right, now watch what happens. The kings of the earth set themselves... And the rulers take counsel together. What for? Against the Lord and against his anointed. That's you. They're going to pass some laws against what we're doing right now. I promise you. You say, how do you know, preacher? Who are you? I'm a King James Bible believer. Let us break their bands. I could go on an hour. Uh, asunder and, ca and, and, and cast away their cords from us. You see, we're, to them, we're binding them. Mm -hmm. He that said, what's God going to do? That's what I was going to tell you. It's verse 4. He that saideth in the heavens shall laugh. <laughs> God looks down on all this mess. And they're making laws against you. <laughs> Signing all kinds of things and executive orders. 
God has said something. <laughs> you said really? You said really? Yeah. Did you ever read? Did you ever read? I ain't going to do it. I'm just going to be sure I got the right one when I turn over there because I sometimes mess up on my. It's Proverbs chapter one. I dare you to read it. And God laughing some more. They take counsel against him and all that business. God just laughs. Man. What a God. And you know what? Here we are. They have Moses and the prophets. I say this in front of everybody. If this goes out on the air, that's fine. If a man does not have a King James Bible in her house, call me at 501 626-5520 and I'll send you a King James Bible. If all you've got is good news from modern man, the T-E-X-T-I-Z-Z and the N-I-V and so on in the new King James Bible, let me know. I'll send you a Bible. And it won't be a junkie one to get down to the dollar store. Because uh -uh. I want you to have the law and the prophets and all the books so that you can see what a great God you serve. Oh, he's so good to us. <laughs> he's so kind and gentle. <clears throat> Been saved 60 years. Yeah. If I live another 60, I'll be saved at the end of 60. You say, how do you know that? Because the Bible said I'm sealed to the day of redemption. <laughs> I ain't living no more 60, 60 more years, thank God. <sighs> All right. I... Amen, I shut out. Thank you all for putting thank you for putting up with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.